3: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Inside Access pushes the legal limit. High Rollers. With Jason and Ken. 1057 The Fan.
4: Let's try to make the people some money and head out to the Ashley Furniture guest hotline. On the line is the host of Bet MGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvat. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sportsbooks don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BeckQL.com today. And Ryan, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. So let's start with the game that's going to be played here on Sunday. It's supposed to rain, but your thoughts on Bill's Ravens.
5: Yeah, I've been keeping an eye on the weather, obviously, but uh, I actually bet the Ravens, when this opened up, I got a three and a half. You know, there's some threes out there right now. You notice that, you know, especially with the weather impact in this game, the total opened up at 55, which is obviously high, but you look at these two passing offenses and you understand why. Dips around 51. You know, it's tough betting against Josh Allen on the road. He's 20 and nine, I believe, in his career against the spread. And you have Lamar Jackson, a home underdog, for just the third time in his career. But I actually... Really like the Ravens in this spot. I think they're live to win the game. I might sprinkle on the money line a little bit. Buffalo, to start the week, had about what seemed like 35 players on that injury report. You know, especially in the secondary, you have to worry about the loss of Micah Hyde for the rest of the season. And, you know, I know everybody loves the Bills. I love watching the Bills. But I still think they're a little bit of a work in progress on the offensive side of the ball. If you just look at the box score, everything looks good. But, you know, you knew there was going to be a little bit of a transition period with Ken Dorsey calling the plays, taking over for Brian Dable. But we thought they were going to run the ball a little bit more, and that hasn't been the case. They're actually throwing the ball more this season than they did last season. But they're not really allowing Josh Allen to push the ball down the field. Like right now he has the sixth lowest intended air yard per pass out of 33 qualifying quarterbacks. We're not seeing those explosive plays. And what worries me a little bit is they're not great on early downs. Josh Allen is playing at the MVP level right now. He has helped the offense pick up a first down or score a touchdown on 66% of third downs. The league average is 34%. So I just don't know that this is sustainable. I want to see them, you know, run the football a little bit better, be a little bit better on early downs. Whereas with the Ravens, I know there's some worries on the defensive side of the ball in the secondary, but they're getting healthier, which I think is going to obviously make a huge difference. I like them in this spot. What Lamar Jackson's doing right now is ridiculous. And there's really no way that you could play him defensively. So I like Baltimore to cover, possibly even win this game on Sunday.
6: How about tonight's game, Dolphins in Cincinnati? The Bengals are favored by three and a half. Who do you like in this one, and do you have any player props?
5: Yeah, a couple props that I like, and I actually played the Bengals on the opener. Here's another one where the line's been kind of crazy because we didn't know if Tua was going to be available. We didn't know if Jalen Waddle was going to be available. It looks like both will play tonight. Cincinnati opened pretty much as a one-point favorite, went to four. Now we're down to three, three and a half. I actually really like this spot for the Bengals. And I know that they haven't looked good offensively, but I think they could have some success against this Dalton defense. Like, we already know they were on the field for 90 plays against Buffalo. We know how worn out they were, and we know that it's a short week, and now they have to travel. They had to change their travel plans because of the hurricane. Uh, there was video of their walkthrough, picked up, put on social media, sent over to Cincinnati. We'll see if, that, if what's on that tape. If Zach Taylor could even take advantage anyway. But I like this spot because, you know, the reason the Bengals haven't been successful on the offensive side of the ball is because they're getting treated like the Chiefs have been treated the last couple of years, right? Like a lot of too high shell. And Joe Burrow's not taking what the defense is giving him. But if you look what the Dolphins do on the defensive side of the ball, they blitz at the second highest rate in the NFL, 40%. And Joe Burrow has the fifth best EPA per attempt when blitz. So I think he could pick this defense apart. They're gassed. I think he could have some success against that secondary. Miami's defense is given up. Given up over 400 yards per game, so I like Jamar Chase over 71 and a half receiving yards. And on the other side of the ball, even though I'm picking the Bengals, I do like Tyree Kill to have a big night, especially after he called out Eli Apple. His receptions, five and a half. I played that as well.
7: This has been the year of the under. I think 29, 18, and one. Looking at some of these games, even ones that feature quarterbacks that you know we traditionally. You know, they conjure images of, of bombs away and high-scoring games. I, I don't know, Ryan. I think that what we saw Green Bay-Tampa, and that's a little extreme, but I think there's some more of that baked into to this week, including games featuring those two quarterbacks.
5: Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm waiting – you know, I play a lot of unders. I really do. I don't, I don't play a whole lot of overs. Obviously, the public loves the overs, but once – market adjust then I'll play some overs right because these totals opened up so high and I didn't really understand it week one week two week three because nobody plays in the preseason anymore so even a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady you know they're not really doing anything in the preseason so we always see Aaron Rodgers struggle out of the gate you know week one week two yep. then he picks up at MVP pace after that but I completely agree and you know there's a couple offenses where you're looking at it on paper and you're like oh I have to go over like look at some of these totals I was kind of surprised to see Minnesota in. Uh, New Orleans, you know, I gr- granted that game is, you know, being played in London, yeah. but the total opened up forty-three and a half. I still really like the under in that game. It seems like a low total. Same thing with the Colts-Titans. I like the under in that game. The only over that I would even think about playing this week is uh, Seattle and Detroit because neither team plays any defense. In Detroit, they have looked really good offensively. Seattle, I mean, Geno Smith's pushing the ball down yeah. the field. Neither team's very good, but I think we'll get some points scored in that game. I don't think they can make the total high enough. But everything else, I'm with you. I'm going to continue to play unders, especially with right now Tampa Bay because their defense is so damn good. And the same thing with Green Bay. I know there were some struggles against Chicago. People were overreacting to the run defense. But if you go back, you watch that game, Chicago's down three scores. They don't allow Justin Fields to throw the ball. Green Bay goes in to prevent, and so they're just taking what the defense has given them. You know, And that's when David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert were averaging 7, 8 yards per carry. So I expect their defense to be much improved here these next couple weeks starting this week.
6: We're speaking to Ryan Horvat, who's an Odyssey Sports Gambling Insider. It's inside access on the fan. And Ryan, one game I'm really looking at this week is Jags-Eagles. Jags coming off two blowout wins. Eagles are undefeated. Philly's six-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, are you betting this game?
5: I bet the Jags every single week. It did cost me week one, obviously. I still can't believe that the commanders beat them, yeah. especially the way that they've looked, you know, moving forward. The Jags are the only team in the NFL right now, top 10 in defensive and offensive DVOA, which goes to show you how big of a disaster Urban Meyer was, but also how much improvement there's been for Trevor Lawrence in year two. You know, James Robinson, I didn't even know if he was going to be healthy to start the year. He's starting to look a little bit better. They have to figure out better ways to use ETN, but I like the skill position players. You know, I, maybe they overpaid, but. They look really good offensively right now. And defensively, I think they're really underrated. If we continue to get Jacksonville at six, six and a half, I'm going to continue to play them. I think they're going to go over their six and a half win total. I don't know that they win that division because ah, I think Indianapolis is going to figure some things out. Or maybe Tennessee does because Vrabel is such a great coach. But I do think they're on their way up. So I really like them again this week. I just think that that spread's a little inflated. Don't get me wrong, Philadelphia's look great. Like yeah. Jalen right now looks like he could be the MVP of the league. They're probably the best offensive and defensive line. They're really good in the trenches. A.J. Brown has been ridiculous. But I, I just think that, that I think they're getting a little too much love here. I think, if anything, the spread should be more around three and a half, four.
4: Ryan, last thing for you, is there a game you like, a spread you like more than any other this week? Anything you're really pounding?
5: So yeah, my favorite one is actually Baltimore. I really like them. Uh, I love Cincinnati tonight. I know they haven't looked good, but I just think this is a really good spot. And then the last one, it continues to go down. I grabbed it on the opener at two and a half. Atlanta has been a huge surprise, at least on the offensive side of the ball. I know defensively, they're kind of a mess. They're starting to figure some things out, but I love what Arthur Smith is doing with Marcus Mariota. And he's pushing the ball down the field a little bit. Finally, last week, they figured out they could use Kyle Pitts. They were (laughs) Running routes with them out of the backfield, lining them up, obviously, in the slot at tight end. And uh, Drake London is having a ridiculous yeah. couple weeks of the season for a rookie, you know, especially because he was banged up heading into the year. I think they're live to win this game and upset Cleveland at home. I know the spread continues to go down. They're only one and a half point dogs. I think that's very telling. I like Atlanta to beat Cleveland this weekend in a minor upset.
4: Ryan Horvath, thanks as always for your time. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. That was the host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvath. Be sure to listen to the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Ryan Horvath's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcast. Coming up next here on the program, time to find out what T-Bone thinks. It's TMI with T-I-M.
6: What you got? So over the weekend, I played credit card roulette for the first time. I lost. If you've ever played Credit Card Roulette, call in now, 410 583 1057. You can also text in 410 583 1057. Have you gotten destroyed in this game? We want to hear your stories. Jason has a crazy story about Credit Card Roulette. If you don't know what that is, we'll get into it next on Inside Access.
3: Inside, Inside. Inside. Access with Jason Lockenfora uh, and Ken Wyman. Uh, Hot takes from the guy behind the glass. I'm in a glass case of emotion TMI with TIM. TMI, TMI my friends. Inside Access. 1057 the fan. Yes, it's time
4: to hear what T-Bone has to say. It's TMI with TIM and the floor is yours.
6: I went to Box Hill Pizzeria over the weekend. with, oh. I guess it was four or five of my friends, and we're eating there. I, I think we got an app, a crab pretzel. Everyone got an entree. Someone got a crab. Cake. No pizza. Nope. No. Sounds uh, like they were one, high rolling. No, this the one piece? girl got uh, a couple slices ginger of pizza. Gorilla we crab pizza? we gave yeah. her a, we gave her a bunch of crap because she ordered three slices, but it. Only came out to like two dollars less than a full pizza, Uh but you didn't want to take it. It made no sense. But zero, neither you don't want to reheat the slices, you want
4: a new pizza. Yeah,
6: it's silly. But we, I suggested at the end of dinner, we should play credit card roulette. And people not familiar with credit card roulette, I wasn't either. Full disclosure until this was your first introduction to the the world of, yes
7: the hellscape that is credit card so
6: (laughs) i watched the show and if you haven't seen it yet that that should be homework homework for you guys it's called um i think you should leave it is a skit show with tim robinson who used to be on snl and all of of these all of these skits were denied by snl and now it's one of the biggest shows on netflix 15 minute episodes six episode seasons Two seasons so you could literally finish it in one night never it's heard two it. or three hours fantastic show they did a skit about credit card roulette so what you do is you give the waitress all the credit cards and you have her or her or him mix it up and whoever's card is chosen they have to pay the entire bill so in the skit everyone's for it and then the guy whose card gets picked he's a like, I'm not paying it and he keeps fighting and it's hilarious. But if anyone experienced credit card roulette 4105831057 So who who, who, did, who got in. hit? Did you who got I got left hit. the back. I, I got hit. I'm, I'm getting to that. 4 Texas 1057 I know you have a good story about that too, Jason. We'll get to that in Never a played. as well. So I'm all for it. My one buddy's like, "Hey, like, you know, we can pull out of it once, you know, it gets for real." And I said, "No." We are gonna do this. We're gonna go through with it, and then of course my card gets pulled. I made the dumb decision of this. Do you guys have the new credit card where it's like almost like metal? Yeah. It, it yeah. is like a met- where it's heavier. Where I, don't know. I, I haven't got, noticed. Look at it's got a it? little heft. To oh yes. Yeah. So okay. I think I messed myself up by using that credit card. Mine got picked. And oh yeah, because yours is gonna feel heavier exactly. when the, exactly. the hand is exactly. in there. Exactly. Yeah. So, honestly, the bill was very affordable. It was only like $130. So, I guess $160, $170 or whatever after tip. I was pissed, don't get me wrong. But it was fun. It was exhilarating. It got got the blood. Exhilarating. F- yes, no, it what? Well, it, you're like on oh, pins and needles. You don't want to get shoes for that. You don't want to get picked yeah. for the bill. And I, I, my buddy gave me an out and I didn't take it. So, would I do it again? Probably. But <laughs> you have. A pretty expensive.
7: You're, you're really you're overselling this story, but I have a story. No, I mean, fun. I feel like most people have no, encountered this at some point in their life. This is thousands, especially of dollars, a fifty-year-old. Well, it was a lot of us. It was my cousin Todd Todd Karpovich, mm-hmm. who here on our I air quite God. a bit and covers the Ravens and the O's for uh, various publications. Um, so it was his bachelor party. We were up in Boston. Uh, we were going to see the Orioles play at Fenway Park, as they are right now. Uh, And there was a lot of uh, you know outings, and we were it was it was like an outdoor restaurant. It was pretty it was pretty nice. I don't know if we were in Thaniel Hall or not, but um, a lot of drinking, a lot of dudes, probably ten plus. You know, I'm thinking like there were there was lobster involved there were certainly at least lobster rolls involved and this was after hours and my cousin Mark who was there who, who does not drink m- much at all like a couple of beers and he's fine and who is let's just say notoriously frugal ah. um one of the guys we were with set it up like I don't remember how he rigged it with the waitress um but he it would like Mark's card was going to come up no matter what <laughs> and of course it came up and literally like I thought he was going to perhaps die at the table like i thought he may have had his last last breath like his like he got white as a ghost and even as the whole thing was happening like his eyes rolling back in his head um and then yeah he almost swallowed his tongue when he came it was a big bill um but then you know we he you know we, we thought like we told him nah we it was rigged like you're fine and then i don't know if billy hughes played, played I, I don't remember exactly what I don't know if we all paid or so but I mean he—he he was off. You know what I mean? Like I don't even really remember after that because the highlight was just watching him yeah, die his a reaction. million deaths. Yes. As it was going
6: on, and then him thinking he lost. I am never going to do it like a very high end restaurant so, or a time where we b- have drinks because that's when the bill just really starts climbing.
4: So I've never played, so I don't know how to play. But my buddy texted me and said because of the metal cards, you should do last card instead of. Uh, now I don't know how you do that, yeah, how you? but yeah, he, he said. But well, uh, you, I guess, you,
7: you mean the last one standing. You pick them all out until there's one yes, left, yeah, like, yes, rather yes,
4: than the yeah, first yeah, one. Yeah, 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 because the metal card
6: usually. I didn't know there were
4: variations. I, I, it
6: kind of makes yeah. sense, though. I sh- it was on me. I should have used my debit card where it was a normal card. But we do have someone calling in. Ernie is in Baltimore. Ernie, what's your story?
10: Yeah, so I was in—I've um, done this many times. I was in Ocean oh, City geez. and was on the losing end of a uh, almost seven hundred tab. Oh, the, geez, my buddies. Um, luckily they were kind enough to pay
5: the the tip. You're right. Which was mine. Um, and then this summer, I was actually on the winning end of a almost $500 tab, so I did not have
6: to pay that one. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So karma, it all evened out. <laughs> Thanks. Uh-huh. There you go. Thanks for the call, Ernie. Seven Thanks o- for listening. See, that's the thing. I'm not doing a $700 tab. I mean, we we aren't even bringing up credit card roulette with that. You know, 150 yeah, I don't know. Kinda... I kind
7: of now feel like we need to, like,
6: I think if we, did a we show, need to
7: have a credit card roulette event tomorrow at Cross Street Market. Oh, I like that idea. We should
6: do that mm. on air. Mm. I like that. I don't know how to play. Unfortunately, though, Chuck it's Bucks easy. won't be
7: there. I would like it more if Buck, Chuck Bucks <laughs> was there and Chuck yeah. Bucks lost. Because yeah. he's just going to put
4: it
6: on a corporate card
4: anyway. Is Margie coming? I don't know if she's coming or not. I'll ask okay. her. She, she did a, She asked last night, she said, do you, you want me to come? I said, you can come if you want. You just realize I, I She I can't won't get talk. to hang out well, yeah. with, with Chuck the whole time. Oh, that's true. Her new he's boyfriend. He's on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. One more call Those real quick. Those two really hit it off.
6: Jimmy's in Dundalk. Jimmy, you're on the fan.
7: Hi,
10: Ken.
6: What's going on? We're here too. Yeah, Jason and Tim are here.
10: <laughs> so
5: I play Credit Card all the time. Uh, my buddy has a condo in Ocean City, and we go down to our new off season.
6: That's very
1: popular. And Ocean
6: uh,
5: pretty much everywhere we go, um, we play, but we play with our IDs because of the credit card difference. Like oh, that's my smart.
6: That's a, smart. A hard metal. What's,
5: ah. the, what's the biggest tab? So, roadwalk Walk one year, um, we had about 10 people. We were drinking pretty much for a couple hours, and it was about 700 bucks.
4: Wow. Wow. <laughs>
7: Yeah, wow, I hadn't played crazy. so long I just didn't even think and about the variations in credit cards. You know what I mean? Like
4: yeah. Lots changed mm. since the mid-'90s. i like to thank Jimmy, Tim, and Ben, Jason, not so much.
1: That's so, your
7: uh, one, yeah, it's yeah. probably one of the it's it's many it. bartenders who
4: yeah, I around town that, I didn't who I do not recognize the name of the voice, but yes, yeah, I, when I gallivant. Probably one of your guys. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a gallivanting thing. Uh, coming up next year on the program, Ravens and Bills. This Sunday, the game is on CBS. Ian Eagle, Evan Washburn, and our next guest, Charles Davis, on the call. We'll get Charles Davis' thoughts on this game and more next year on The Fan
3: and Lockin' and Fora and Ken Wyman on The Fan. Is borderline creepy on the gram? Good news, I found your Instagram. Did you see the 90 photos I liked in a row last night at 2 a.m.? Inside access 1057 The Fan. Cruising down the ab with my homeboy, boo, laying back like Jack That's a
4: new one.
3: Uh, pretty accurate. Yeah. No.
4: Ravens take on the Bills this Sunday at 1 o'clock. This man, along with Ian Eagle and Evan Washburn, will be on the call for CBS. Let's head out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline and joined by Charles Davis from CBS and also NFL Network. And Charles, good afternoon. Thank you as always for joining us. So, as you're getting prepared for this game Sunday, what are your thoughts? It's two high-powered offenses, and I guess we don't know about the Ravens' defense after what we saw against Miami.
10: And I think Buffalo's got a few of those question marks mm-hmm. as well, considering what they've lost in the secondary. Especially because, you know, when you lose a Levi Wallace who goes to Pittsburgh, been a starter for you. When you lose Tradavius White to injury, remember Thanksgiving yeah. Day last year, I think at New Orleans. Now you're wondering all right, who's going to play corner. Well, you draft Kyrie Elam in the first round. Then you go into the first game of the year, and he gets beat out by a six round draft choice out of Villanova named Christian Benford. Then you have the unfortunate incident with uh, injury with Dane Jackson. So now you've got both of the rookies going to play. Oh, that's right. Bedford broke his hand in the second quarter. Miami. So it's been that kind of a year in the secondary especially. And don't forget, they lost Micah Hyde for the season. One of the better safeties in the league. And Jordan Poyer didn't play last week with a foot injury. So everyone's got their their issues right now. Everyone's trying to figure out how to get it done. I do think this, from the time I started covering this league, being around this league, the practice squad has never been more important than it is now, and it's never going to be utilized as effectively as coaches do, w- will utilize it, the ones who are successful. In the old days of practice squad, when that guy showed up to play, he may have to introduce himself to the rest of the team, because he's really just run scouts team for you, and not yeah. really mixed with the rest of the guys. Now you mix them in like they're part of the regular roster, just in case these days come, and, and Buffalo's an example mm-hmm. of that right now.
7: CD, it seems like Defensive coordinators to this point are kind of have been relying on the quote unquote, I guess, modus operandi to attack Lamar Jackson from Mm -hmm. last year, right? Which is blitz, blitz, blitz. He's been blitzed on a higher percent of his dropbacks than anybody in the league. He's seen more man coverage than anybody in the league. He's he's destroying the blitz through the air. He's destroying the man coverage with his legs. We know Leslie Frazier is not a guy to blitz much, um, and now he's got a great defensive front that's getting home without help. I would think this is a game where we see a lot of dime coverage, uh, maybe even some 7-DB looks. I know they're thin up there, but yeah. that scheme might be the next thing they try to throw at Lamar with more regularity.
10: Yeah, I think you're right. And, Jason, you know that they, they play nickel almost exclusively mm-hmm. anyway. I mean, they're a two-linebacker set yep. to begin with. So they always always have the fifth guy in, and that nickel is – Taryn Johnson, who's a vastly underrated nickel, who I think is a very, very good player for them. But you're right about the injuries. The good thing for them is, as I talked about before, they treat the practice squad like the regular roster. And the entire off-season OTA minicamp, they didn't have much of Poyer and Hyde. So Jaquan Johnson and DeMar Hamlin got all the reps. Then they didn't play their defense in preseason. So who got the reps again? <laughs> Jaquan Johnson, DeMar Hamlin. Now, are they hiding uh, uh, You know, uh, hiding an employer? No. But who is? The, the beauty is they got a lot of reps, and they're out there. But you're right about how they're going to play Lamar Jackson because before, when you blitz, 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 you weren't blitzing necessarily to get home. You were blitzing for him to make a quicker decision. You wanted to force the issue. That was one. Okay, make a decision, hit your check down. Can we be done with this, please? Two, can we keep him hemmed in? Because, you know, once he breaks out, everybody's in trouble. Now what he's doing, as you described so perfectly, he's attacking it with his arm. I think he's got six touchdown passes, to zero interceptions versus the blitz yep. this year. His percentage is off the chart. He's standing in there seeing the blitz, reading it, feeling it. And by the way, I get the sense from watching three games of tape that he is understanding defense before the ball is snapped. He knows pre-snap where he wants to go and where he should go. And that's what all the great ones did. You know, Brady, <laughs> Manning, yeah. all those guys. Maybe, you know, Rodgers right now. Mahomes is getting up to the line of scourge. They're looking up and saying, ah, pre-snap, boom, I'm going to go here, here. And it usually develops that way. Then if it doesn't, they have the improv to be able to take it elsewhere. Lamar Jackson is emerging as that type of a
6: quarterback. Charles, a new wrinkle that Greg Roman's been implementing is having Lamar under center a lot more and passing under center. Do you think that's an effective uh, new strategy by Roman? And do you think he could utilize that more as the season goes on?
10: Yeah, I think it'll be more effective when, when, it, when their lead runners really emerge yeah. again. You know? Yeah. Right now, J.K. Dobbins is shaking off rust, right, trying to get back and get it done. They're still a little unsettled in the offensive line because still don't know where Ronnie Stanley fits in and, and when he will be back and, you know, if and when he'll be back. Um Tyler Linderbaum's a rookie who's played well, but still a rookie. Morgan Moses, brand new to the offensive line, so they're trying to get some of that figured out. But can they get Dobbins back looking like the kid they drafted in 2020 who played so well? I think Justice Hill is clearly the number two back now, and if they can get more play from them and take a few runs off of Lamar Jackson, because right now I, I've been saying he and Josh Allen are playing this game like these games like single wing tailbacks. You know how the ball snapped in gun. They either throw it, run it, reverse spin, you know, fake it to someone. They are those guys who are modern day, uh, you know, modern day quarterbacks. But to your point, being under center, get your downhill running game going. Now you get your play action off of that. And I just think that it adds more diversity to the offense. And I like where Greg Roman's going with it. I'll be eager to watch it, let's say six weeks from now, and see if everyone's settled into their roles, if Dobbins is fully up to speed. And if so, That would be even more lethal for them.
4: Talking to Charles Davidson, inside access here on the fan. Let's talk about that Ravens defense and how much of that can they clean up? Obviously, the breakdowns against Miami, but they gave up 26 to to New England this past week. How much of that do you think they can fix?
10: I think they can fix a lot of it because most of it is young guys trying to adapt to the NFL game, and they're the ones causing the bust back there. You know, I'm not calling anyone out, but when you watch tape, you, you write down Jalen Armour Davis, what were you doing there? Yeah. You write down Kyle Hamilton, what were you doing there? You know, it's that sort of a thing. But they're youngsters who are extremely talented. We know that. And what I thought I saw last week, let, let's just use Kyle Hamilton as an example. We know they got Armour Davis out of the game pretty early last week. You remember? It yeah. mm-hmm. didn't go so well in the first no. eight, nine snaps. I am like, okay, we're good. Let's, let's fight another day. Kyle Hamilton had had his issues in the first games, and I think he was 40-something snaps, 30-something snaps at both of those games. I think he was less than 20 snaps yep. in this one. I think that was deliberate. They want to slow things down for this kid. But here's the beauty of it. Did he hang his head because he didn't play as much? Did he go out there with a little bit of a pout like you know, uh, uh, Charles Davis would have done? <laughs> <laughs> you know? No. He hung in there. And how about that hustle play? Yep. And running down Aguilar knocking the ball free and helping his team win a game. I think they'll come along. Remember, Marcus Williams is new to the team, so he's got to fit in. Chuck Clark, you remember how he felt when all these new safeties came in? He wasn't real thrilled, but now he's okay. They will settle in, and oh, yeah, Marcus Peters is getting healthy. Marlon Humphrey's back from the IR last year. Again, let's let's check back in six weeks and see if the communication gets a little bit better for him. and I think that it will. The biggest thing is getting Bowser back, getting Ojabo off off of IR going so they can get more of that pressure off the edge. No way has to continue to develop and make a jump as well.
7: Well, I guess to that end, Charles, are you buying their ability to get past Rush without bringing numbers until or unless a Bowser or then eventually an Ajabo joins the group? Because like, as presently constructed, yeah. they were asking a lot out of Justin Houston. Right? Yep. He got hurt. He was kind he of hurt. overextended. Calais, I don't think anybody thought Calais would be playing this much again, but here we are.
10: Yeah. I think you're right about that. I think until proven differently, the answer is no. I think they've got to, to bring that type of pressure until we find out. Until Owe becomes a consistent force off the edge, which is what he was drafted for. But right now, it's a little more like, you remember his senior year at Penn State where he got close, but he didn't yep. get home, yep. had no sacks? Yep. Last year, what did he have? Four or five, I think. In I think five list. and a half, he saw, year. He yeah. You saw the flashes, didn't yeah. see yeah. the consistency. That's where they're headed. That's what they're trying to get from him so he can become that guy. Jason Pierre-Paul is being brought in now. Yep. I don't know how many plays he'll play on Sunday. My guess is he'll play some. Yeah, I'll be surprised if he doesn't. So I guess that he'll play some. But, again, how many plays can he give you? What can he give you in that limited amount of time? And, by the way, his numbers have gone down over the last yes. three, four years. Yes. So what exactly does he have left? We'll find out starting Sunday. But, again, you got to give him a little bit of time. I don't think he's in peak, peak physical condition right now. Justin Houston groin. You know, we can go right on down the line. I think they have to bring the extra pressure right now. And let's see if Bowser and if Ojabo can help fill that in when they come off the injured list.
6: Charles, we talked about the Ravens' struggles in the secondary, but how about stopping the run? They're giving up five yards per carry. The Patriots really gashed them last week with Damian Harris and Ramadre Stevenson. Are you yeah. surprised with the Ravens' run defense so far?
10: A little bit. I know Pierce got hurt Sunday, yeah. and, and, and you know that's his forte. Um, Madibike, he's a good defensive tackle, and I think he's going to keep getting better. But he's more of an upfield guy. He's not—he's not you know standing in there and too gapping it. That's not really what his 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 forte is. He's get upfield, wreak a little havoc, and you've seen flashes of that in the first three games, right? I mean, game one against the Jets, he was really dominant. Thought so he played a nice ball game last week against New England, made some big plays for him. But I think Travis Jones is going to be a huge key for them. Um, we saw him at the Senior Bowl last year and I'm going to tell you something you talk about high power down you know waist down and you think to yourself my goodness where does this come from this guy was just taking on everyone you want to line them go one-on-one I'll just run you back to the quarterback every single time not many people knew about him UConn kid had opted out a year before came back they weren't winning any games but I'm telling you he more than held his own and I think he's going to keep getting better remember he missed the first two games because he was injured he will help shore up some things inside. And, and, you know, at a certain point, if things continue to go the way they're going, Kaleas may have to go inside a little bit more himself.
8: Mm.
4: Check out Charles Davis with Iron Eagle and Evan Washburn, CBS 1 o'clock, Ravens and Bills. Charles, always great, man. Thank you so much for your time.
10: Hey, thanks for having me, guys. We're all looking forward to this one. This is going to be a fun
7: one.
4: Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Enjoy Baltimore. Take care. Yep. Thank you. Great, Charles Davis. Hey, we come back, Northern Exposure, and we have a Thursday night football game to preview. Bengals and Dolphins. We'll tell you about it next here on The Fan.
3: Inside Access with Jason and Ken.
0: That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at hero.co.
7: This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else.
3: Northern Exposure on Inside Access.
6: Yes. Sponsored by
1: Plaza Ford. See
6: why customers have trusted Plaza Ford for more than 85 years. Get quality vehicles and superior service at Plaza Ford. Bel Air Road in Bel Air or online at PlazaFord.com. Jason LaCanfora
3: and Ken Wyman traverse the AFC North. 1057.
6: You don't really think about that on the offensive end until you get into the game and then maybe the game changes. Maybe they're rolling on offense, and you have to change the way that that you think about your game plan, and it might change the way you call plays and the, the way I execute them, but going into it, you're not really thinking about it.
4: That's Joe Burrow talking about the high-powered Dolphins offense. Dolphins and Bengals tonight, Thursday night football. So, Odyssey NFL insider Jason for. what do you think of this game tonight?
7: Funny you should ask, Ginger Gorilla, because I have thoughts on this game tonight. I like the Bengals. I, I really liked them early in the week when it was around two and a half, or I think it even started at two. It's now four or north. I, if you're making me pick a point spread, I will still take the Bengals. Uh, I do believe that they got back to basics a little bit last week against the Jets and um, simplified some things. They gave their tackles who badly needed help, more help, um, which in turn you know, allowed Joe Burrow to do his thing a little bit more. Can't get the run game going a lick. I wonder if if Mixon, you know, and even when they throw to Mixon, uh, the, the the completion percentages aren't great. The returns aren't great. Um, They haven't, with Jamar Chase, they haven't really gotten going. No. But I kind of feel like with this, with what they did against the Jets, I'm wondering if Burrow will just take what's there and a guy like Boyd in the slot who got fed against the Jets, you know, if he might be able to do some damage tonight, even if Xavier Howard plays, he's dealing with one of the guys on the outside, right? I mean, he's going to be on chase with mm. somebody over the top probably. So I think there's some interesting Boyd props to maybe take a look at um, if you're so inclined. And I just think this is a tough spot for Miami. You know, like they've been kind of playing with house money. Their defense was on the field for 90 snaps in the heat and over 40 minutes against the Bills just a few days ago. Outside of the fourth quarter against the Ravens, the offense has not looked spectacular Mm-mm. Um Tua being beat up short week, having to travel practice schedule interrupted by the storm. I think the Bengals win this game. And this is yet another game where I'm not sure if it doesn't go under these primetime games, especially games with, with less prep. The, the midweek games have been fairly ugly.
6: I might be making a drive to PA after the show. No, because I, I'm going to, yeah, come on, Marilyn, get your stuff together. But yeah, Damn swark, but I'm hammering the Dolphins and they're favored by three and a half or excuse me, the Bengals. They're favored by three and a half. Like you said, Jason, this is a really tough spot for them. And I'm glad you mentioned the offense. They struggled against the Patriots week one. They scored 20 points. A touchdown was a defensive score there. Yes, they went nuts against the uh, Ravens in week two, but last week, 212 total yards. They got dominated in time of possession. Almost 41 to 20, uh, 20, or 41 to 19. Tell some math there. I just think the defense having played 90 plays four days ago, I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals are going to get right in a big way. Uh, offensively. Well, I think Jason, you made a key point there. Other than that fourth quarter, Against the Ravens. The Miami
4: Dolphins offense that we've talked about with all these guys, they really haven't set the world they fire. They couldn't
7: run the ball in the Bills. They could not run the ball in the Patriots. The only team that they had got a little bit of ground success against was the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think when you sort of factor in what that Ravens defense is and, and certainly how they communicated and and all the, the self induced, self inflicted stuff that uh went on, I I, I I do feel like the Dolphins are values a little over inflated. I think people or maybe getting a little caught up in the in the 3 and 0 and and again like if Bridgewater has to play there is a drop off between from from what two has been mm. giving him to what Teddy Bridgewater's looked like the last 2 years there's a difference
6: and it's early just the fourth game of the year but this is a big game for Cincinnati it's a statement game really if they drop this one they're one in 3 and have already dropped, what, two home games at this point. Since he needs this game. Oh, absolutely. Oh, big time. Yeah. <laughs> and and I want to
4: see what this like Miami, they can get after you a little bit. And we we all know how bad that since that Cincinnati offensive line is, Jason. And Melvin Ingram just was named uh was AFC Defensive Player of the Month. By the way, uh Lamar Jackson, AFC offensive player of the month. So congratulations to him. But Melvin Ingram He's going to get after Joe Burrow tonight. Probably. Uh, again, I think that Zach Taylor's
7: learned a few lessons about how, where, when, and where he goes empty and what, what's reasonable to expect of his, pa- the scope of his passing game and some of those individual offensive linemen. So I, I don't, I look, I, I, I think they've learned some hard lessons again. We'll see if, if they, if they stick to that. Um, but the Miami defense, I don't quite know what to exactly make of that either. Like it's not it doesn't look like it looked like against the Ravens nah, last November. No, it doesn't. It didn't look like what it looked like the whole month of December last year and into January. The dudes are the same, the coordinators the same, they're not getting as much pressure, they're not
6: getting as many uh takeaways. It's just something seems a little off there. They've gotten crushed against the Ravens. They got crushed by the Bills. Yes, Buffalo wasn't able to take advantage in the red zone just two for four in those attempts, but they gave up almost 500 yards there. Yes, they were dominant against the Patriots, but we saw how awful that offense is. Something to keep an eye on tonight. Tua and Joe Burrow. They have two of the best passer ratings on third down. The league average is 88.6. Tua's... Third down passer rating one fifty one point three, and Joe Burrow third one thirty four point six. So something to keep an eye on.
4: Is this a game time decision on Tua? Do you feel? I mean, when will they make it officially official? Mm-hmm. I. Like, I is he going to go out and test it tonight. I would think by the pregame
7: shows, it's pretty obvious. You know, like when we'll they start warming the up, and I. I, I mean, Mick Almost did it, McDaniel. <laughs> Seemed to intimate when he talked to the media yesterday that they weren't going to do it right. You know, they weren't going to make it a game-time decision. But
4: Inside Access here. Remember, Mike Loxley, head coach of Maryland football, joins us at 5.30. But coming up next, see a little purple rain in the forecast. We have some updates on the, the injury report is out. Looks pretty positive for the Ravens. We'll explain also an update on Ronnie Stanley. That's next here on The Fan.
3: Inside Access with Jason Kent.